Welcome to a new episode in the Elevate Evaluate podcast. You are in for a treat today because we will discuss the importance of formulating evaluation questions. We have a special guest who is an expert in the field. She will share with us her experience and the best practices for designing evaluation questions. Hi, I'm your host and my name is Nguyen Nguyen. I'm currently a student in the Master's of Public Policy program at UCF. My professional background is in human resources, career advising, and management research. Public policy is such a fascinating field to me, and I think it affects virtually everything that we do, especially in my profession, higher education and management. Policy evaluation, on the other hand, is a brand new topic to me. And therefore, I think it is best that I will find an expert who can share the insights with me and everyone who's listening to this podcast. I spend time on LinkedIn to connect with evaluation professionals from all over the world. And finally, was referred to Ms. Jennifer Huffman, the Research Director of the Child and Family Research Partnership at UT Austin. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining us today. We chatted a little bit before this podcast, and I've learned a lot about your occupation. Would you mind sharing with everyone here again about your professional background? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Jennifer Huffman, and I am the research director at the Child and Family Research Partnership uh, at the LBJ School of Public Affairs at the University of Texas at Austin. Um, so my job is primarily to do uh, program evaluations. Uh, I work under an assistant professor, Dr. Cynthia Osborne at the, the university, um, and we primarily contract with state agencies um, as well as larger nonprofits in Texas to do to program evaluations for them. Um, I've been in my current job about five years, um, and before that I, I did my master's at the LBJ School of Public Affairs. Um, so I've been, I've been with the university um, for seven or eight years. Thank you, Jen. From my understanding as a management research assistant, in most cases, we cannot come up with our own questions. We have to use the validated scales, which means that these scales have been developed by experts in the industry and have stood the test of time. However, in policy evaluation, it is more important to customize your questions to the program, the organization, or even the purpose of the study. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you formulate the questions and why is it important? Yeah, absolutely. At the very beginning, kind of as we um, approach the project initially, I think our first step is to really work very closely with the clients to really understand what the intervention that they're doing is. Um, you know, because of course, like at the end of the day, we're trying to answer the question of does it work? Um, but it's not always as easy as it seems to figure out what it is. So like first, we spend a lot of time understanding the program itself. And, and sometimes it's straightforward. It's a package, a, a specific program that some people get and some people don't. And they want to know, you know, compare outcomes between those groups. Um, but we find that often, especially because the nature of our work is working with state agencies, um, a lot of direct service organizations who are serving vulnerable children and families. Um, it's not always feasible to do a randomized control trial or something where there's a very strict definition of, of who gets what. Um, so we spend a lot of time like really seeking to understand what is the intervention itself, who's getting it, who's not, um, and those types of things. Because I think that provides the foundation we really need to then decide what it is that we can really measure and not measure. Um, 
because it turns out like does it work is a pretty big question you know you have to figure out what the what the it is what the program is and then you know you also have to figure out what working means um and typically our clients um have either a really good idea or somewhat of an idea of the the types of outcomes they want to measure they have a a sense of what working means to them um mm -hmm. but i think then it's often a process to then translate what um working means to the client or means to families into uh, measurable outcomes so i think we spend a lot of time um, thinking about those things often in the context of a logic model. So thinking through the theory of change of what the activities are and how you kind of get from point A to point B from the starting place to these, you know, shorter, shorter long-term outcomes that you want to see from your program or from your intervention. Um, and then once we've laid that groundwork, then we think more about kind of what our specific research questions would be. I'm glad you brought up the fact that you involved the organization at the very beginning of your evaluation design. Involving the stakeholders is a crucial part of policy evaluation. Could you elaborate more on some of the principles of designing questions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think kind of one of the biggest things that we focus on is making sure that the questions are very specific and that they're very measurable, um, that we can actually um, address the question very specifically with the data that we have. Um, I think it, it's very easy to end up formulating questions that you really want and need to know the answer to, but you may or may not have the data that you need to answer that question in a really precise way. Um, so we try to be very specific when we come up with our, our questions and ask and um, identify very specific outcomes that we're looking to measure um, rather than, you know, kind of just vague goals um, for, you know, say healthy child development, but very specific measures um, so that then we can identify um, what data we need to measure those things and make sure those data are available. Um, and then we, we also often, most of the time, um, create implementation questions as well to better understand how the program is working, what's going well, what's going not, um, what's not going well, especially in kind of those earlier phases of a project, um, you know, when things are first getting started and then um, kind of what we often see is then if the legislator, legislature renews the funding for another cycle, then we're able to focus on those longer term questions. Um, so I think um, speaking kind of more broadly than maybe specific principles, but I think um, kind of narrowing those down to specific things to think about. It's making sure your your outcomes are really precise and measurable um, in the context of your sample size and time frame, um, and then just making sure that you like for each outcome that you want to measure, you've identified a very specific data source, um, and you know that the data source contains the the measures that you need. Yeah, I think that is very true. Um, going back to what I said earlier about validated questions, I think the advantage of that is that we already tested these questions, right? But if you formulate your own questions, that you want to make sure that it will work because you don't want to launch the survey and realize that your questions don't really give you the data that you're looking for. Right. That will lead me to my final question which is um, what are some pitfalls that you have seen in designing research questions and how to avoid them? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think thinking about the things, um, you know, precise outcomes that you have the right data for and your sample size upfront will help you avoid some of the biggest pitfall, 
pitfalls that I've seen. Um, I think in my experience, it's just really, um, it's easy to, to be a little bit over ambitious in the, the questions that you want to answer, um, especially if you know that you only have like a certain amount of time to conduct the evaluation. Um, so I think taking a step back and really thinking through what your sample size will be and, and what you will do if your sample size is smaller than you, you think it will be um, due to attrition or difficulty recruiting or something like that. Um, I think we've also found that um, specifically if you're working with administrative data, um, like we put in a lot of data requests to the state or work with our state partners to get state administrative data. Um, it can take a lot longer than you anticipate to get those data um, in working through um, with our partners, you know, like what data we need and, and how to get those data from them. It can just take a long time. Um, and so I think that can be kind of a trap that we fall into too, is just um, not allowing enough time to get the data that we need to be able to answer some of those, especially some of the bigger questions. Thank you so much for your valuable insights. To summarize our discussion today, we learned that we need to involve our stakeholders in developing our evaluation questions. We want to make sure that the questions are specific and measurable. We should also be mindful of the timeline and the estimated sample size of our study to make sure that the questions are feasible to be answered with the available resources. In short, we should begin with the end in mind. And that concludes our podcast. Thank you, our special guest today, Jen Huffman, and thank you everyone for listening. Mm -hmm.